Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. Hello, my friends. So good to be with you. I thought I'd fill you in on what's happening a little bit in my world. So this morning, Teddy, who's one of the amazing coaches that I work with, she and I were invited to give a talk for the employees of American Airlines who work at Pearson and the Professional Women in Aviation Committee group. And we talked about when you know what you should be eating, but you're just not doing it. And we explained the why and what to do about it. And we really talked about how do we create our best health and our best life intentionally? How do we get out of autopilot and default thinking? And it was so much fun. We had such great engagement, such a great group. And so if any of you are listening from that group, we loved being with you. Teddy and I also both just love public speaking and being able to share what we're so passionate about. And some of the questions, like there were so many good questions that came up and I thought, you know what, I'm going to tie that into what I share with you all, because I know that common questions are common, right? And so today's question kind of came from this morning, but it also came from one of my Instagram friends. So someone who posted in response to me saying, Hey, I'm doing this new series. It's called your questions answered. Ask me anything. So here is the question that I am answering today on this new series. It is. What is the ideal human diet? And then the second part of the question was, isn't it unhealthy to consume too much meat? All right, I'm going to answer this question and then I'm going to explain why I think this question is, it is inherently flawed at the same time. So let me start by answering the question. So the ideal human diet likely involves nothing processed, right? Nothing that's gone through a machine or been ground down, probably likely all whole foods, likely minimal sugar intake and only from fruits or honey on occasion, likely no alcohol or sugar-sweetened beverages like the Starbucks Frappuccino or the juice that you have for breakfast and lots of water and likely animals that have been grass-fed and are hunted out in the wild, right? So here's the thing though it's like, we can't isolate this one part of human diet because also if we're talking about truly what is ideal, then all of your food would be grown in your own garden, in your backyard, or maybe your community's local garden. You're all growing things together and you would probably hunt or cultivate the animals yourself, right? There's no hormones being used. There's no antibiotics. They're all grass fed. It's all wild meat, wild animals that you're eating, right? And you'd also spend hours outside walking through pastures, shepherding your flock of sheep right? Not only that, and here's why this question is inherently flawed. What about the rest of living? Because are we only going to talk about the food? Because I would also say if we're talking about ideal, then we can't isolate just the food. We have to talk about living itself and everything else. And so you'd also be going to sleep at like eight or nine o'clock at night when the sun goes down, you'd be getting 10 hours of sleep every night, right? Actually, as an aside, I thought this was so interesting. So I'm going to share it with you. Did you know that before Thomas Edison invented the light bulb in 1879, most people slept for 10 hours each night. 
makes sense, right? I never thought about it before, but if you didn't have light and you're sitting by candlelight, it's like, well, I'm not going <laughs> to sit up here doing nothing by candlelight. Might as well go to bed. So people are sleeping 10 hours a night. Do you know that the average American now sleeps 6.8 hours a night? So there's been a lot of change in human, human behavior because of progress. And whether that is true progress or not, we could actually probably debate. So anyway, going back to I just thought that was really interesting, right? So you would probably be going to bed when the sun goes down, sleeping during nighttime hours, waking during daylight hours, if we're talking about ideal. You would also be sitting down and enjoying a meal over a couple hours of time with your family and your friends, rather than wolfing it down in front of your computer while also on your phone and between like the two meetings you have in two minutes, right? And you'd also not be sitting for 10 hours a day in front of your computer. So that's the thing is it's like, we can talk about ideal, but is that beneficial? Because what, as, what, like, what are you actually going to apply in your life when we are plunked into our current social cultural fabric, like understanding or talking about what ideal is may not be that beneficial because it doesn't actually help you in how you're going to apply and how you're going to make a change in your life. So then it becomes very theoretical and theoretical is great doesn't make change in your life, doesn't transform anything for you. So I'm so much more interested in like, okay, well, but what are you going to do with that information? And like, what do you want to work on in your life? And how do you want to optimize eating in your life? I had another question that kind of ties to this and how I think a lot of our brains go to what, what is ideal? What is perfect? So at the talk this morning with this amazing group, we got a question about intermittent fasting. And by the way, every talk I've ever given in the history of me giving talks for many years now, whether it's to physicians or to the public, I always get asked about intermittent fasting a hundred percent of the time. Like it's pretty much guaranteed. So we had this person who was like, well, I read a book that said that intermittent fasting is good and it works. I was like, okay, well, like, what does it work for? What are we talking about here? <laughs> does it work for metabolic health? Does it work for cancer prevention? Does it work for making you live longer? Like, what are we referring to when we say that it works? But anyway, I digress. And it was like, the comment was that the book said that intermittent fasting works because back in the day, our bodies were used to going very long periods of time without eating. And that the concept of eating multiple meals a day is actually a new concept. And it was invented kind of post-industrial food revolution, right? Okay, so maybe. Here's the thing. I kind of, I, I somewhat, like I half agree with that, that if we were all eating, let's say from like 11 till 11 a.m. till 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. in an ideal world, maybe that would be a healthy approach. Sure. But throw in shift work and now you've got life stressors and you're also emotionally eating. Oh, and not only that, like the breakfast that you had at 11 a.m. was a Tim Hortons muffin and a coffee with two sugars, Right. All of a sudden, it's like maybe intermittent fasting isn't the ideal solution that you're needing. Maybe learning how to prioritize health and slow down and not be in a hurry and focus on your self-care is really where the focus needs to start. And here's the thing. I am not against intermittent fasting. I think there's some people where intermittent fasting is a great option and it works for their lifestyle. But this is where, and, and this is another piece that we talked about this morning, is like every single person needs to get to the place where they have agency in their own lives to decide what is best for them. But they're making that conscious choice. They're being intentional about it, right? Not just living according to status quo, default, autopilot. That's going to lead to poor health, poor health choices. But really thinking and in a place of, I own, I'm, I'm going to own this fully. 
does intermittent fasting, is that how I want to eat or do I want to take a different approach? Right. But if you're like trying to fit intermittent fasting because you have read a book that it's ideal and you're simultaneously staying up till two o'clock in the morning watching YouTube and then struggling with all these food cravings, then there's probably lower hanging fruit that you need to address first. Right. So I find that when we're searching for ideal, it actually gets in the way of us making change. Perfectionism, which is another synonym for ideal, right? Perfect and ideal are synonyms. Perfectionism leads to procrastination or it leads to failed attempts. Like maybe you start out and you can do perfect for like what, all of three hours and then you fail. So you quit. And so I think what we need to do is move away from looking for what is ideal and what is perfect. Now I'm going to frame this by explaining that I used to be an idealist. I truly used to be in that mindset, like you shouldn't eat sugar, refined carbs are bad, they spike your insulin, they cause this like glycemic response, everyone has insulin resistance, this is a much better way of eating. I fully admit that I subscribed to that mentality and I even prescribed it to patients. But what I found was it led to a lot of disordered eating for myself and I saw it in other people as well. And it led to long-term failure because it does not take into account everything else going on. And it doesn't actually equip people with what they need to make long-term change. I want to give you another, uh, yet another example of how sometimes this focus on ideal and perfect is just us getting caught up in the weeds and like not seeing the big picture. So someone contacted me today on Instagram to ask about potatoes. And their comment was, on the one hand, I've heard that potatoes are a good starch because they're low in calories. But on the other hand, they're a starch. So don't they spike your blood sugar? And isn't that bad? And they're like, I need you to tell me, should I like, kind of like, should I eat potatoes or should I not eat potatoes was the gist of this question. And so I was like, well, I don't, I don't even know, like are, are potatoes low calorie, like in reference to what, right? So I Googled calories in a potato and you know, what's really funny. The first hit was like health washing marketing at its finest. So the very first hit, and I think it was like the website potatogoodness.ca or .com or something. And it was like, this is the comment. Potatoes are also fat-free, gluten-free, plant-based. And it's just like, oh my goodness, you use these key terms. And of course people see fat-free, gluten-free, plant-based. And immediately it's like, of course it's a health food. It's fat-free, gluten-free, plant-based. It's like the most ridiculous health washing. But anyway, like I have no problem with potatoes. It's just the, the humor of how the marketing around food tricks us into just like, we see these keywords and like, you see it on a cereal box, gluten-free, fat-free cereal must be so healthy. Meanwhile, it's full of sugar, right? So anyway. Okay. So this person was asking, are potatoes good or bad? Are they high starch? Are they low cal? Like what's the gist? And I will tell you what I shared. Okay. This is my exact response. I said, there's a big difference between eating two or three baby potatoes as part of a balanced meal versus overeating a plate of mashed potatoes. And then going back for a second plate of mashed potatoes because they're so delicious and buttery. The potatoes are not the problem, right? It's how much, and when, and how are you eating those potatoes? And why are you eating those potatoes, right? Like it's not about the potatoes. There's no food that is inherently good or bad. And I would say the exact same thing, like not even talking about potatoes, I would say the same thing about chocolate cake. There's gonna be times when the chocolate cake is like, yeah, of course you're gonna have that slice of chocolate cake, but there's a big difference between having one slice and enjoying it and then moving on with your life versus having 
one slice and then sneaking another slice and then finishing the cake off when no one's looking and binging and then feeling guilty and then eating even more the next day, like totally different, right? So I have gone from being an idealist to being very pragmatic because I've realized that ideal is a synonym for perfect. And this ties into a very common cognitive distortion, which is perfectionistic thinking, perfectionistic thinking, <laughs> which is similar to all or nothing thinking. And you know what it does is it destroys consistency and it actually sabotages healthy living because what is ideal sabotages us from being able to just make great choices. Inevitably, as imperfect humans living in an imperfect world with imperfect lives, we will fall short of ideal or perfect or whatever you want to call it. And so if we are stuck in the mindset that our diet needs to be ideal and our diet needs to be perfect, then what happens is that the only other alternative is to not bother in the first place and just eat everything, right? Because I can't do it anyway. Can't follow the diet. So what's the point of trying? I'll just start my diet next Monday. Very common thinking. So if we just be really, really practical with eating. It's, am I eating because I'm hungry? Or is there something going else going on? Do I have an emotional need that I'm trying to fill with food? In which case, food's probably not the solution that I'm looking for. Because if hunger's not the problem, food isn't the solution. So maybe I need to be working on my relationships. Maybe I need to be going out for a walk. Maybe I need to be practicing some deep breathing. Maybe I need to go to bed because I'm really tired. And then kind of taking a step back with your eating to be like, okay, mainly I'm going to eat whole foods. I'm going to eat less processed. That means doesn't mean no processed because sometimes in a pinch, you grab the hot dogs and you make hot dogs. And I do that with my kids sometimes, right? Eat lots of plants. Meat isn't bad, but eat quality meat, less of the processed meat. And then focus not just on the what, which I think is where we tend, our brain tends to go to just like the what of the eating, but we forget that there's the why, the how, the when, the how much. There's all that other piece of the puzzle that gets neglected. And then if we even take a further step back, like now we're just like, instead of getting in the weeds, we're widening the lens of the approach and the philosophy behind our actions and our choices. My encouragement would be Approach your eating from the perspective of this is my one body. Without it, I do not exist on this earth. Without this body, I don't live. I don't do anything. So if I get one, there's no trial run. There's no trading it in. How can I nourish it? How can I love it and care for it? How can I honor this one body that I have? What a privilege. Caring for your body is the greatest form of self-respect. And that's a beautiful thing, right? To care for yourself enough that you're going to take care of this body that you have. And if you approach it that way, then achieving the ideal, perfect diet becomes far less important. All right. That's what I have for you. If this is beneficial, if this has helped you at all, I would love for you to share this share it on your social platforms, tag me at Sasha High MD. When you share this with others and we change the narrative around the diet industry and like good and bad food, and we come to this place where we're all striving to honor ourselves and honor others, like we're all going to be in a better place. So I would love if you would go ahead and share this with your friends. Thank you so much. I'm going to talk to you again next week. Bye. 
thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.